my dear friend, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru. I am currently ministering at Sinai as well as Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are approaching a um, religious uh, season uh, known as Easter, and I'm wondering what your plans might be. I know that the people there in Queensland are frustrated with the developments of the COVID restrictions, but hey, if you happen to be listening from Queensland, our prayers and our hearts goes out to you. I know how difficult it might be for some families. I'm delighted to be spending now the next hour with you, our dear listener, as we'll be discussing uh, um, on the theme, what is Easter all about? And, uh, our theme has, uh, throughout this whole week has, uh, given us an opportunity actually to explore, uh, different, uh, uh, topics based on this, uh, on this Easter theme. Um, however, the topic for today in particular is why does the resurrection matter? Our co-host for this topic is Helen Gray. Helen has been with us, uh, well, for quite a long time now. Helen, how has your week been? Fantastic. That is good. Now you took a deep breath before answering. Why is that? <laughs> <clears throat> That's because the week hasn't quite finished. That's right. And I've been run off my feet. All right. But I've had so many blessings. Amen. Amen. And uh, we are enjoying a beautiful he- a beautiful weather here in South Australia. I would just like to remind our listeners once again, like I had mentioned that uh, we have been covering this theme, what is Easter all about? And I know some people would have questions uh, and would want to study more. Um, if you would like to go and listen to the previous presentations, just search for faithfm.com.au and look for the drive time program, big Q&A, and you'll be able to uh, listen to the previous presentations. Now, dear friend, I, I, I've i been just searching uh, to see exactly what is happening around the world, and something really shocked me, and uh, it is just telling of the times in which we are living, and it also highlights the fact that we actually live in the spiritual world at the same time, though many may, uh, I guess, be little or uh, think little about the spiritual realm in which we are living. We actually, uh, we live in the physical, literal realm, yes, but we are also, uh, spiritual in a sense. We interact with the spiritual realities. And, um, as I was trolling through the, uh, internet, I found this article which has the following title, Satanic Panic is Back. Thanks to Satan's Shoes and Lil Nas X and uh, the author. Uh, this was actually this came in on um, March the thirty first, which was yesterday. And uh, the author actually says this is Heather Greeny uh, who wrote this on uh, uh, RNS, that is Religious News uh, Services. She actually says that um, that Nike has taken this company to court because they were not involved in the planning 
or, or in the design uh, of this shoe and they are not happy with this satanic uh, shoe that has been produced with an Nike logo on it. And um, she actually reports by saying that um, uh, uh, here that Nike has since disavowed. Now, that's a, a mouthful word. Uh, disavowed. Okay. Denying any responsibility, that is. Uh, uh, disavowed any connection to the satanic shoes and is suing MSCHF, alleging uh, trademark infringement. Um, the cultural backlash was, uh, was as immediate. Conservative author and talk show host Candace, uh, uh, Owens in the tweet Sunday suggested that Lil Nas X was being used by corporations to destroy our youth, apparently. And so obviously there's a, a, a lot of talk now on, um, yeah, on this shoe and, um, Others, including the singers, fans, and many in the LGBTQ community, felt the video was uh, daring. Uh, the sneakers reported because apparently a fev- uh, a, um, a a famous person uh, actually made a video wearing these shoes. So this is what she's on about. The sneakers reportedly sold out in one minute, and apparently these sneakers take this. These sneakers had six 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 on it, and it was a limited edition. And they had only made 666. <laughs> and so, uh, but one pair went to Molly Ray Cyrus, who tweeted a pic in a picture of herself wearing them saying, can you see Satan? That's what she posted. So this is telling of the times in which we are living, my friends. It is quite, um, what should I say? Moving in a sense to see that, hey, we actually live in a very, uh, spiritual world that you can see the tension between, uh, the good side and the bad side they, because hey uh if this was not uh, a very uh sensitive topic uh, it would not have reached the the news but helen what do you think about this shoe or at least the developments that has followed after the making of this shoe obviously some are embracing it they're even making a video out of it and nike is furious and he's taking these people to court um um, and interestingly, on the shoe itself, uh, we have Luke chapter 10 verse 18 inscribed on it, which says that I saw Satan. These were the words of Jesus. I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. Uh, but the, but the person who went to actually make the video was, uh, w- uh, was seen apparently falling down and going down to hell and dancing with Satan. What is this telling, um, like what message is being put out there? I know that Nike is unhappy, but what message is this uh, uh, video and these developments of this shoe actually telling the world? Well, I think number one, mm. the video that shows somebody falling into hell mm. and dancing with the devil, mm. I think that is so, so sad. It that is somebody sad. can That's see right. that, that somebody conceives that in their mind because it is not fun. Mm. It is not fun. People think that they go down the path of Satan, they dabble in the occult and whatever and, mm. and mm. everything's going to be fine. Sadly, it's not fine. That's right. I know of a young lass who, (coughs) excuse me, Mm -hmm. who dabbled that way and she got held up with Ouija boards and all sorts of things, which terrified her. Mm. Later Mm. on in Mm. life, she had a a very extensive DVD library and she Mm. got home one day and I, we had started studying the Bible and the spirits are real. Let me tell you, she got home one day and she walked in the room and it was like someone was in there unseen that was throwing all these DVDs at her. Right. Yeah. We have a spiritual world. Mm. 
we cannot see. If we could see all the ugliness of sin, yes. it probably would just break our heart. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And, and we're shielded from that. Mm. But I mm. don't think it's a matter of making fun out of it. I That's mean, right. my impression, yes, he fell from heaven. Mm. My impression would be, well, if you wear him on your feet, you're stamping Satan back into the ground. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, it's quite interesting. Now, this uh, development in the news came March 31st in the week leading up to the Easter uh, holiday. Um you know, I feel as if Satan wanted to throw something into the spinal and, and mm. it just, you know, at a time where people's minds are being directed back to the cross and the resurrection. I, I uh, agree, but let me just also add that everybody has choices. That's right. We all have a freedom of choice. And it's exactly. not my position to judge if you think Definitely that's, not. that's a great thing to do. Well, that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked me what I thought. I gave right, my opinion. Right, right. But I'm not downing anybody that's right. for what they think at all. That's right. But I think it's a very sad situation. Definitely, mm. definitely. And so talking about... Uh, the spiritual realities and and uh, how we are spiritual beings, you know. As I was listening to the radio, they're talking about Easter, whether you believe it or not. Yes. In the news, that's that's the religious um, uh, holiday that is coming up this week, and uh, in the Catholic Church, uh, they start celebrating this um, uh, holiday from Thursday night, apparently, and so it's a three day celebration and. Uh, but I wonder, and obviously if you have many questions regarding the origins and so forth, this has been covered throughout this week. I would highly recommend you go back and listen to the previous presentations. But I wonder, Helen, if, uh, if uh, you know, the Easter um, holiday has a message, you know, um, that um, the world needs to pay attention to. What are your thoughts? Well, we we know from mm-hmm. the studies we've done where the Easter came from. That's right. And I had this discussion with someone the other day, you know, oh, we shouldn't celebrate it and all the rest. And I said, mm-hmm. from where I see it, yes. we can celebrate the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection of Christ That's any right. time of the of year. Of the year. That's right. It just so happens that people do it. Now, when I was a young person, a little girl, yeah. I had no idea what Easter was all about. True. Except... I knew it was about eggs. Okay. You know, it was about hard-boiled eggs that were mm. painted. Right. It was about rolling eggs down a hill. It was about chocolate eggs, mm. eating chocolate eggs. And, of course, now you've got the bunnies and everything. I used to think, what's that got to do with it? I was going to ask the same thing. <laughs> what's the bunnies got to do well, with I'm Jesus? Well, I'm told that's to represent, um, what did somebody say the other day? Something to do with fertility? Yes, that's it. Yes. Was, yeah, I, and, I'm still and puzzled. And, of course, of course, the eggs were the, the tomb and things like that. And, and yeah, people will put different things fetched. on it. But the thing is, <laughs> yeah. I go to Scripture right. and I read Amen. about Amen. it, mm. you know, and people have um, – they worship mm. Jesus at this time of the year, his mm. death and his resurrection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have people that say, oh, Jesus died on a Wednesday. Yes. And how does that fit in with Good Friday? That's right. Well, it doesn't. That's and right. it also doesn't fit in with the Bible because no, the Bible doesn't. says that when he died, the ladies went to embalm him, but mm. they didn't finish it because it was the preparation day. Mm. Well, and the Sabbath was during well, nine. Yes, That's well right. known that the preparation day was the sixth day of the week and the Sabbath was the seventh. That's right. But yeah, I, I, um, I celebrate the birth, I celebrate the life, I celebrate the death, I celebrate the resurrection of my Lord. And I'm sure going to celebrate when he comes and takes me home. Amen, amen. And and I think, uh, you know, as Helen knows me very well, some of us weren't raised with some of these things. And so at a time like this, it's 
almost like, just like any other day, but, uh, but we take the opportunity to, mm. uh, share the good news and, mm. uh, and, uh, also we do believe in the resurrection. And hence, I think this is now a wonderful time that we actually get to talk about the resurrection, Helen. Amen. Um, there are those who are listening, uh, from, um, you know, all throughout Australia and, uh, or even around the world. Who knows? Because Faith FM is actually available online. That's so right. people might be tuning, Hey, wherever you are, welcome to the program. We're thankful that you are here. This is the right place to be. And please do share with us where you're listening from. We will really like to interact with you. And even if you have a question, we might attempt that, uh, to, to answer that. But the number to text to is zero four double eight double eight zero eight. 11. The number is 04-88-88-0811. Keep that number with you because that is the same number that you use to claim some of our free offers. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about the resurrection because I believe, and I believe Helen will believe also that, uh, she believes this as well, that our faith either stands or falls based on how we answer these questions, isn't it? I believe that's so. That's right. That's I right. I believe so, so. So why don't we take then a short break, Helen, and then when we come back, all of us will be ready to actually plunge deep into this study Sounds and good. see what Scripture has to say. Um, and uh, with that, I would just like to remind our uh those who are listening, that uh, we have an in-depth Bible study that you can actually attend at um, uh, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, the, the address, rather, should I say, is 10 Amelia Street in Hove. And it's, it's, it's always every Monday's evening at uh, 6.30 p.m. If you happen to be in the area, please do uh, come along. We'll be uh, uh, happy to see you. And so please do stay tuned. We'll be right back uh, shortly. Listen to Faith FM anytime, anywhere with the free Faith FM app. Available on the Apple App Store and the Android Google Play Store. And so, my friend, we also have a free giveaway for this week. It's a book called Authentic, and it's a it's an adult devotional uh, a book by Sean Boonstra. A devotional book. It's a book where uh, you are given a page just to read a Bible verse and some... Uh, um, commentary on, on the actual verse which can help you uh, grow in your spiritual journey so if you would like to have that book authentic uh, it's, it's what it's called you can actually send us your name and address and your phone number to the following uh, number zero four double eight double eight zero eight eleven and we'll mail that to you especially if you live in south australia we would like to get your postcode as well <music> His son, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior. Oh, fear is gone 
is quite amazing i love it welcome back to faith fm you are listening to the drive time program big q and a with pastor fabiano nyonghuru and our co-host for today is helen gray and helen you are welcome to uh the radio program and helen by the way is a dedicated student of the bible she's helped us um Dig much deeper into God's word every week and we are ever grateful for that as the Holy Spirit has been leading her and guiding all of us and you our listener as well. So we would like to just plunge now into this topic because our topic for today is why does the resurrection matter? The theme has been what is Easter all about, but we are answering the question today, why does the resurrection matter? So let's ask Helen to begin with a word of prayer. And then lead us into this study. 
Thank you, Fabiana. Let's pray. Mm. Our loving Heavenly Father, we are so delighted to be here and to open your word with people that are listening. We thank you for the assurance that we have. We thank you for the fact that we have searched scriptures. We have seen the accuracy of the scriptures and it has given us light for living. Mm. We thank you, Lord, that you gave us a freedom of choice to choose. I pray that as the listeners listen tonight to the study that we're going to go through, through, that their choice will be one, that they will be just so wanting to follow you completely, mm-hmm. that they will have a greater understanding of why the resurrection matters and did it actually happen. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, we just ask that the Holy Spirit will work in and through us, touch the hearts of people, and may all we do bring honor and glory and praise to you and you alone. We pray in your loving name. Amen. Amen. So why does the resurrection matter to you, <laughs> Helen? Okay, um, well, I could name lots of reasons, but let me, <laughs> let me just start off by saying uh-huh. the fact of the resurrection of Jesus is of the most important, the first importance, if you like, mm. to the Christian claim that Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ. Right. And in fact, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians right. chapter 15, and if you'd like to share with us um, verses 1 to 4, that right. would be most helpful. First Corinthians chapter 15. And for those who might be uh, tuning in for the first time, First Corinthians is a New Testament uh, book in the Bible. And it's the first letter, essentially, uh, according to the Bible, according to the collections we have in the Bible, the first letter written to the Corinthians. Uh, so we are going to that book, First Corinthians, uh, the 15th chapter, and we'll read from verse 1 to Who 4. Who was it written by? And Paul yes. was the author... <laughs> And he was writing to the people there whom he, you know, in a sense, he's, uh, his converts, those whom he had led to the faith. And so he was speaking now from the heart of a uh, spiritual leader. Uh, so he says here in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, that is the good news, which I preached to, preach to you, which also you received, in which you stand, by which also you are saved. If you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Ah, oh, I wish I could continue going, but I, I love I the fact that he keeps emphasizing according yes. to the scriptures. Yes. He died, but he rose again. That's quite exactly interesting. Exactly right. So Christianity, in in essence, stands or falls with the resurrection. Right. Let me also say though that without the birth of Christ. Mm. There wouldn't have been a resurrection. That's, that's Without right. the life of Christ, there wouldn't have been a resurrection. Without mm-hmm. the death of Christ, there wouldn't have been a resurrection. So we believe and in the whole then. Yes, okay. it's it's the the whole truth. That's right. And if okay. the if the resurrection was a real historical event, yes. which we believe it was, yes. then every person should confess that Jesus is the Christ. Mm. But if it's false, mm. no one should. That's right. You know, that's it's right. therefore nearly impossible to overstate the significance of the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. It really does matter, and we're going to go through it today. That's right. And Helen, when you say that the life of Christ matters, that involves his teachings. Absolutely. So we actually therefore believe that um, his teachings are very important for us today. So we don't just pick and choose. We actually believe, hey, yes. if we're going to believe in the death and the resurrection, hey, let's also you know, look at the, at the life. Mm. 
mm-hmm. uh, of Christ. All right. So Paul argues that if Jesus Christ was not raised from the dead, then several consequences follow for the Christian faith. Uh, can you share with us First uh, Corinthians fifteen, verse twelve and nineteen? Uh, we're kind of switching ch- uh, yeah. chairs here. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Well, yeah. uh, well, let's just take them um, bit by bit. Verse, okay. verse fourteen. Yeah. Do you want to share, or do you want me to? All share? right. You want me to begin with verse fourteen? All right. Just, just read verse. Yes. Just read verse okay. fourteen. Verse fourteen. And if Christ is not risen. Then our preaching is empty. Our faith is also empty. Faith FM shouldn't be here. In other words, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And our preaching would be in vain, That's wouldn't right. it? That's there right. There would be no point to There's it. There's really no point. Okay. Let's flip down to verse 17. Yep. The 17th verse. Uh, it says here, and if Christ is not risen, again, you know, he's arguing here this point, your faith is futile and uh, you are still in your sins. Nothing has changed. No transformation of character, nothing. No, faith mm. is vain and futile. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What about <clears throat> verse 15? Yes, going up a little. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ from uh, uh, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. Okay, so here we have another consequence. Christian evangelists or ministers are misrepresenting God when Mm. they claim that he was raised. Mm, mm. Excuse me. And I think we read verse 17 before, did we not? Yes, we did. Yes, Yes. we did. And it was just saying there again, Christians are still in their sins. That's right. Verse If if Christ did not rise. Yes, if he did not rise. And verse 18 says again, if he did not rise, what? Mm. Well, verse 18 says, Then also... Those who have fallen asleep, and that is the Bible way of, uh, of, um, uh, that's the terminology for those who have, di- who have died. The Bible calls it asleep because one day they will resurrect. All right. Mm. Let me read again. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. That's it. Yeah. So it virtually yeah. means that dead Christians have simply, that's it. That's it. Full stop. Finish. It's very no sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we don't believe this. No, we don't. What about verse 19? Yeah. 19 then says, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are, we are of all men the most peaceable. And if I may read in the, uh, um, what do we call this? Uh, in a different translation, just to, uh, uh, see what other translations say. Um, and, and here in the, I can't remember what translation this is that I'm reading from, but I believe this is the NLT. Listen to the, what the NLT says. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. I thought he was using a different word, but anyways, but I think we all understand what that is referring to. In other words, we, uh, we should be, um, yeah, pitied. I, I can't That's think right. of another word. <laughs> and, and that was the New yes. Living Translation, yes. by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we were to summarize all of right. that, right. 1 Corinthians 15 or okay. 12 to 19, yeah. we would say that the bodily resurrection of Christ mm-hmm. is the center yes. of the Christian faith because right. Christ rose from the dead as he promised. Yes. We know that what he said is true and that he is God. That's right. The resurrection affirms the faithfulness of Jesus' life okay. and words. Mm-hmm. And the resurrection confirms Jesus' unique authority to say, That's right. I am the resurrection yes. 
and the life. And the life. Because he rose, we have certainty that our sins are forgiven. Right. Because he rose, he lives and re- represents us before God. Right. Because he rose and defeated death, we mm. know we will also be raised. Mm. Christ's resurrection is a guarantee both of his promises to us and his authority to make that promise. Mm. And we must take him at his word and believe. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, the New Testament teaches that if Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, uh, Several critical facts are, uh, you know, come to light, and maybe, maybe we could um, look at other several passages, even from Scripture, from other books of the Bible, where different uh, authors have also uh, held up the uh, the centrality of the resurrection and and, the, and its importance. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you have anything to share from other authors as well. Okay. Um, well, some of the authors are the same, but okay. they are in different parts of the Bible. Let's look yes. at Romans one four. All right, Romans one four. Romans chapter one uh, four. What well, Paul says and uh, declared to be the Son of God, speaking of Christ, with power according to the Spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead. All right. Okay, so, so Jesus is declared to be the Son of God yeah. in power. That's right. Okay. And who said that? That is Paul, that once Paul again. Paul again. All yeah. right. What about Peter? 1 Peter okay. three twenty one. So this is a different now, uh, a different person. Yeah. All right. 1 Peter three twenty one. Yeah. Well, he says there is also an, an antitype which now saves us, baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, can you explain that a little bit? Okay, well, prior to that, he was talking about Noah building okay. his boat, if you right, look, at, look right. at it in, in context. In context, okay. And, yeah, the flood actually symbolized baptism. All oh, right, all right. In, in this context, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which was, you know, a ceremony involving water. Right. Okay, okay. Right. and that's, that's in, in baptism mm-hmm. we identify with Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. He separates us from the lost, yep. and he gives us new life. Right, but right. it's not the ceremony that saves us. Mm-hmm. It is the evidence of our faith in Christ's death and resurrection. Right. Does right. that make sense? No, that makes sense. That okay. makes sense. Yeah, no, very good. Well, okay. let's look at another one. Let's go yes. back to 1 Corinthians 15, 20 and 21. All right, 1 Corinthians 15, 20 and 21. Um, well, it says here, but now Christ is risen. So now he, I believe Paul now is coming to his point here. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. And that, that man is Christ. If you, my Bible here has a capital M. Okay. That's, that is verse one, uh, 20 and uh, 21. Okay. So Christ was really the first to rise mm. from the dead, the dead and right. never die again. And never die again. Because yeah. obviously Lazarus was... Uh, he died again. He died again. That's uh, right. Yeah, but Jesus Good definitely point. died. Yeah, Good point. Yeah. What about okay. 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians fifteen fifty one? Yep. Um, it's a long t- section, 51 to 57, if you want to summarize or if you want to read it, whatever. Well, uh, uh, we could just summarize it. We are delivered from the fear of death, uh, you know, by, uh, s- I guess, studying and understanding the, the meaning of the resurrection. We are no longer, we should no longer fear death. You know, some people, whether be atheists, whether be uh, whatever, we all have one thing in common. Whether you believe in God, whether you don't, whether you are an atheist, whether you're Buddhist or Hinduist, 
we all have one thing in common, and that is we believe that man dies. Mm. And a lot of people are fearful at that because yes. they don't know what's going to happen next. And in fact, for most people, especially those who don't believe, that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. But here, by understanding the centrality of the, of the resurrection's message is this, actually, that is not the end of life. That is a sleep, like the Bible calls it. You are sleeping momentarily. You didn't even go to heaven, actually, because Jesus is going to come back and there's going to be a resurrection. And so, Jesus, since Jesus has resurrected, we have hope. We too can believe that uh, we will uh, will have life eternal after that. Okay. that. That's the summary. And that's the summary, but <laughs> I, I looked at it again and I All thought, right. I actually love this text. So okay. can we just have a little bit of it? Can All I right, sort of a say, little bit of it. Let me take it from the New Living Translation. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, mm. but we will all be transformed. Mm-hmm. It will happen in a moment, in the blink of an eye, right. when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to live forever. Mm. And we who are living will also be transformed. And I could go on with that. But, you know, it reminds me of the man who died and he wanted to be buried with a fork in his hand. Oh, Right. That got your attention, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. Nah, nah. Tell me. He wanted to be die, die with a fork in his hand. And, and they said to him before he died, why do you want to die with a fork in his hand? Ah. He said, it was a cake fork. Uh-huh. And he said, because when I finish my dinner and I see the cake fork there, I know there is something better coming. Right. The dessert. right. And he said, and I know when I go into the grave, there is going to be something better. Awaiting. Yes. That's right. The and gra- then we're the going to wake up too. Mm. Just like Jesus woke That's up right. in the resurrection, That's right. we too will do the same. Amen. Now, okay. Helen, there's a lot here which we really need to cover, but time yes. is against us. But hey, I'd like to say, how can we have this confidence? And how can we prove the resurrection? That is the heart of the question. Uh, and um, where do we start in justifying our belief in and in making the case for the resurrection? Because... Yes, we're talking about the resurrection, but but we really need some evidences that truly the resurrection did take place. Okay, yeah. and I know you're, you're worried about time, but I'm going to take you back to one, one step, and okay. that is Jesus' personal return in glory is right. guaranteed. All right. He is coming, mm-hmm. and 1 Thessalonians four fourteen to 17 yes. gives us that hope of a resurrection. That's right. When it says um, here, let me see verse 14, I, it says, for yeah. since we believe mm-hmm. that Jesus died and was raised to life again, right. we also believe that when Jesus returns, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Mm. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died, mm. for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, All right. with the, the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God. Right. First the Christians who have died will rise from their graves and then... Together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and then we will be with the Lord forever. Mm. Encourage one another with these words. To me, they are so um, important because this is where Jesus' resurrection is now guaranteed his return. So let's go back to your questions that you've had. Yeah, how can we have this confidence and how do we make this case? Like, Where do we start in justifying the resurrection? I think we need to first of all go to the Bible. Right. 
obviously. Okay. And that's yep. really yep. where we should start. Okay. And that's where all the historical argument for the resurrection begins. And traditionally, the case of the resurrection of Jesus had consisted of three-step argument. One, the gospel accounts are authentic. Two, the text of the gospel is pure. And three, therefore the gospel accounts are reliable. Right. So in other words, these arguments contend that the gospel accounts were written by actual disciples of Jesus. Okay. They have been transmitted accurately and right. therefore are accurate and reliable historical accounts. Right. Okay. Interesting. So did Jesus himself actually testify of his resurrection. Oh, absolutely. He spoke openly about what was about to happen to him, okay. his crucifixion, and then the resurrection from the dead. Right. In fact, let me just quote. It says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after how many days? Three days. Three days right. rise okay. again. And that was in Mark. Mm. You know, there are lots of different witnesses That's right. that testify in, two di- in, in very different ways to mm-hmm. Jesus' statement during his lifetime and how Jesus referred to the temple being destroyed. That was his body. His body. And okay. he would build it again in three days. And again, John 2.19 brings that out. Right, right. So, you know, okay. our first evidence of the resurrection is that Jesus himself spoke okay. about it. Okay. He also spoke about the sign of Jonah. Mm-hmm. How many days was Jonah in the whale? Let me count. One, two, three. Three yeah, days. Yeah, three days. That's right. And Jesus himself said, just like Jonah, yes. the sign of Jonah, he would be three days in the heart of the earth. Right. You know, okay. and, and it's just amazing when you think about it that even his accusers, they said, Sir, we remember how that imposter said while he was still alive, after mm. three days I will mm. rise. Right. It was well known what Jesus said. Right, right. So, you know, here's our first evidence, if you mm-hmm. like, of the resurrection, okay. was that Jesus himself spoke about it. That's right. Okay, that's quite interesting. Now, was the tomb empty on the third day? Ah, oh, look, Cause, I love this. Because <laughs> cause, that's, that's very important to, I mean, to, to ask that because... We want to know precisely what happened. Was it really empty? Yeah, and I think this is wonderful because we serve a God who is living. Mm. The Son of God is alive. There are lots of people that serve different um, uh, people, idols, whatever, Mm -hmm. but they're all dead. Okay. Uh, We serve a living Savior. And to me, that's very important. Right. You know, um, the earliest documents claim that when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Mm. And that was recorded in Luke 24, 3. Yeah. And even the enemies of Jesus confirmed it by claiming the disciples had stolen the body. The dead exactly. body, body was, of actually, Jesus could not be found. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. I was actually going to yeah say that as well. Like, didn't they, uh, those who obviously didn't, um, Sympathize with the disciples. Then they actually start going around just saying, Oh, they stole the body. Oh, they stole the body. Obviously, to make that claim, you must believe that the body is no longer in, in that term. In, yeah. in the grave. Yeah. Let yeah. me okay. just say, yeah. I guess the question is, could his foes have mm. stolen the body? Okay. Well, if they did, yeah. they never claimed to have done so. That's they right. surely would have produced the body to stop the successful spread of Christianity mm-hmm. and the Christian faith in the very city where the crucifixion occurred. But That's they right. could not produce it because they exactly. did not have the body. Exactly. Could his friends have stolen the body? Well, there was an early rumor okay. in Matthew that it was yeah. probable. Mm-hmm. But could they have overcome the guards at the tomb? Mm. More importantly, Importantly, would they have begun to preach with such authority that Jesus was raised mm. if they knew he was not? Right. And would they have actually risked their lives, accepted beatings for something they knew was perhaps a fraud? Mm. 
Yeah, that's uh, you, you make a strong catch there. I'm speechless. I don't know what else to say. But uh, but you're right. And and one point for me, at least for me, that that I'm thinking of the fact that the tomb was actually guarded as well. Mm. So it's not like um, you know, uh, it's not it's not like this was treated. Um, what I'm trying to say is that the Roman soldiers were working with the religious leaders of the time to make sure that the Christians did not make up anything to the point where they had soldiers guard the tomb. Something definitely uh, happened Mm. uh, uh, that morning because... How else do we explain this? Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's come to this question and then we'll quickly take a break. Um, well, some may say that maybe Jesus didn't really die, and uh, maybe you know he pretended maybe to have died. Uh, did God really raise Jesus from the dead? You know, there's some questions there. Uh, and so, what what would your questions be? I mean. Were they really convinced that he was raised? Like, did he really mm. die? I've actually yeah. heard this before, that mm. some people think he was just unconscious, mm. um, that he awoke, he removed the stone mm. all by himself, okay. somebody who'd just been whipped and yeah, crucified. Yeah. Anyway, that was mm. my little part there. Okay. Um, <laughs> that he overcame the soldiers, mm-hmm. he vanished from history after a few meetings with his disciples in which um, which he he saw, right. but the question you asked did did God raise Jesus from the dead, mm. or you know were they convinced that he was risen from the dead? Mm. But even the foes of Jesus, Fabiano, okay. they didn't even try that line. No, they didn't. You know he was obviously dead. You think back, the Romans saw to that that he was dead. That's right. The stone could not be moved That's by right. one man from within who had just been stabbed. That's right. In the side by a spear and spent six hours nailed to a cross. Mm. In fact. Before they took the body, they had to prove that he was dead, and yeah, that's, that's why right. they thrust the spear in his side. That's right, and mm. and and his history tells us that the Romans were good at this. Um, that uh, if you were taken up on the cross, you definitely came off that cross dead, and yes. so that that's that's historical um, mm. truth or fact or whatever mm. you want to call it. Mm. There's no dispute there. Well, Helen, we have just definitely plunged into a very deep subject, but let's quickly take a short break. And I'll just once again remind those who might be listening that there's an in-depth Bible study uh, happening every Monday at 6.30 p.m. at Brighton, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church. And the address is 10 Amelia Street in Hove. If you happen to be in the area, Please make sure that you turn up. You will not regret it. We also have a free giveaway, and this is a book called Authentic, an adult uh, devotional by Sean Boonstra, one that you would really want to have and one that you really want to study. If you send your name, address, and phone number, if you live in South Australia, your postcode as well, we'll make sure that we can actually post this to you. Uh, The number to claim this free offer uh, two or with, uh, it's the number zero four double eight double eight zero eight eleven. The number is zero eight zero four double eight double eight zero eight eleven. Please do, uh, send in, uh, your, um, uh, your name, your address and your phone number and we'll make sure that, uh, we'll send that to you. So stay, stay with us and we'll be right back. Faith FM in your pocket. Just go to faithfm.com.au on your phone and you can listen anywhere and anytime.
salvation's plan Oh, the grace that brought it down Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM. Draft time, big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano and Helen here in the studio in South Australia. We are so uh, thankful to uh, be able to spend this uh, wonderful opportunity sharing with you, my friend, um, from Scripture. And uh, we've been answering the question, why does the resurrection matter? And uh, we also want to thank those who have actually texted in. Uh, we can see a number of people, Julie, uh, who's listening in from... Uh, uh, there in, uh, Queensland and, uh, yeah, we praise God for the, um, for the gift of life and, uh, his word, which is, uh, uh, what should I say? A light unto our path in order to quote scripture there. And, uh, Scripture gives us hope for the times in which we are living. Challenging times, aren't they? And so, Helen, I would like to jump back to the topic that we were discussing and just like to say, ask the following question rather. Did God raise Jesus from the dead? That's what I think where we had left off. But, uh, is this reasonable? I mean, the, uh, the evidences that we see there, we, we just want to, I guess, emphasize what uh, we had just uh, uh, discussed just before we went uh, to the break and then maybe we'll launch off from there. Okay. He said, this is what he said would happen. God said it would happen. That's right. It's what the disciples said did happen. 
And, you know, there's nothing more um, convincing than somebody's life when they've given their life completely to Christ. And the disciples were almost immediately transformed from men who were hopeless and fearful after the crucifixion, which we read about in Luke and John. They were transformed into men who were confident and bold witnesses of the resurrection. Mm. Acts 2.24. You know, the disciples were not gullible. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they were level-headed and might have been sceptics before and after, but they certainly weren't gullible. That's right. There were other people that witnessed his resurrection as well. That's right. Paul claimed that not only had he seen the risen Christ, but in fact, let's read this. 1 Corinthians 15.6. All right. One How many people saw 15, him also? Okay. Yep. All right. And which tells me that God did raise him right. from the dead. I read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 6. After that, he has... After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. So Paul is actually saying, hey, you can almost go to that suburb, or that street, and you find sister so-and-so, brother so-and-so. He was part of the 500 yeah, who actually, yeah, who actually saw him alive mm. after mm. the resurrection. Yeah, that is profound. And mm. you know what was amazing about that too, Fabiano, is that the that it was written to the Greeks and they were skeptical That's right. of such claims. Yes, but how they they you know I mean they could have refuted it with research. Yeah. But it wasn't refuted. That's right. You know, people right. actually saw those people. And so I guess we come to a question that what about the church of the day? You know, mm. it, when we read the scripture, we realize that the church spread on the power of a testimony that Jesus was raised yes. from the dead yes. and that God had thus made him both Lord and Christ. Mm. And again, that's that's in scripture in Acts right. 2. That's so right. the main point, mm-hmm. the tomb was Empty. The tomb was empty. It That's was right. empty. And, right. you know, it was just amazing. We could go on for a while. I mean, I've got lots and lots of study here about That's right. That's the right. different um, things that show that the tomb was empty. But I know that we we are running very short. Yes, yes. And so I'm going to run. Okay, yeah, well, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Share the yes, best of the yes. goodies that you brought. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I want to say there were certain things, though, that we need to take into consideration. Ample means of showing that Jesus did rise from the grave. He was resurrected, you know, and when you actually look at them, you have to admit the fact that there was a resurrection. You think about the women. Mm. They went with their spices to anoint the dead. They certainly were not expecting to find their Lord risen. That's right. The men to whom they announced what they had seen were skeptical. Some of them laughed at the women and Mm. called their report idle tales they Mm -hmm. wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene was so little expecting to see her Lord alive again that when he did appear, she thought he was the gardener. That's right. You know, and the only person she dreamt of seeing going about at that hour in the garden, Thomas. Mm. What about Thomas? His distrust of others would he would make a very good modern skeptic <laughs> but right. you know he he just said unless he sees the lord that's right with his own eyes and mm-hmm. is allowed to test the reality of the figure by touch as well mm-hmm. he will not be convinced okay. but he was what about the disciples on the way to Emmaus oh i'd love to have been there that's right. listening to what was happening right. you know <clears throat> they didn't realize the person walking with them mm. but when they did 
wow, taken by surprise and they just couldn't get back quick enough. I think they said, didn't our hearts burn as yes, we listened to him? Yes, yes. Mm. So, and plainly, Jesus was no phantom or ghost mm. because they could touch him and, right. and they spoke with him. He That's wasn't right. a vision created by their own imagination. Mm. But, um, he was real. Was he real. was real. Right. So much so that they had so much power in their preaching. Mm. Now, if Jesus wasn't real, where did that power come from? That's right. You know, That's right. the resurrection of Christ is unique because he is unique. Amen. You know, Amen. We, we're actually brought to a conclusion that the disciples, disciples believed in the resurrection of Christ because it actually took place. True. The belief in the resurrection, which so suddenly and effectively possessed the first disciples, remains unexplained by any other supposition than the simple one that the Lord did rise again. Amen. Now, Helen, it is possible that someone just tuned in right now as we were bringing everything to an end. The topic for today has been, Why Does the Resurrection Matter? And we're thankful that uh, we're getting uh, some messages coming in from those who are listening to us. Uh, yes, uh, you know, we, we, we would like to um, just maybe ask you, Helen, to summarize um, why the resurrection matter. Okay, just before I do, I know some people are requesting the book by Sean Boonstra. Yes. Authentic. I would like to affirm that this is a really excellent book. Sean Boonstra is, is a, an author. Yes. Um, he's written several books yes. that I have read. Yes. I've seen him, um, on Hope Channel. Right. I've, I really respect him and yes. his ministry. And I think that if you, um, ring in and request that book, you're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. What number do they ring again? And the number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight eleven. And the ministry you just referred to that is part of a great ministry is the voice of prophecy. Uh, and so John oh, was the, the voice of prophecy. Yeah, that's right. And so Th- Sandra, thank you for um, requesting that book. That's right. We will get that out to you as quickly as possible, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Definitely. So, definitely. in conclusion, mm-hmm. does the resurrection matter? Mm. Without the birth of Christ, no hope. Mm -hmm. Without the ministry of Christ, no hope. Mm -hmm. Without the death of Christ, no hope. Mm. Without the resurrection of Christ, no hope. Without Christ, hopeless end, but with Christ, we have endless hope. I just pray that, listener, that you have thought about that and you want to have part of that endless hope. Yes. So I do appeal to give your heart to Jesus now. Follow him, study his word, pray for the power of the Holy Spirit and enlightenment. And I tell you, not only will you have life more abundantly on this earth, but you will have a life of endless hope. And when he comes to spend eternity with him. Amen. Looking forward to seeing you there. Amen. And in closing, I'd just like to say, hey, I, I, I found this interesting story that Michael Faraday, who was a renowned scientist, uh, well respected, in fact, the most pious pe- person that, you know, Britain had, had ever seen. And one of, I don't know, words fail. I, 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 I run out of voc- vocabulary here, run out of words to express apparently of how significant he was. He believed in God. And when he died, apparently the musicians, they swung into a crescendo towards the end of that funeral service. And people wondered, what are they doing? But I believe it is because we as Christians believe that death 
is not the end. And just to quote the words of Jesus, Jesus said, um, because uh, I live, you can leave. And so I would just like to, once again, before we uh, close, to appeal to those, yes, who are listening, uh, to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, because I live, Jesus said in John fourteen nineteen, you will leave. Choose also. life. Amen. Choose life. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are thankful and grateful for the life of Jesus, his ministry, uh, his death and the resurrection. And the fact that he is now our great high priest in heaven, ministering and interceding on our behalf. May we all um, choose Jesus today. And I pray for all those who have tuned in and those who will listen, uh, listen after, that they will be blessed and that the Holy Spirit will bring this message home to them also. Yes. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true Change my heart, oh God May I be like you You are the potter I am my heart, oh God, make it ever true, change my heart, oh God, may I be like you.